Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fashion Decipher. My name is Sean Williams, and today we have a really cool guest because we get a different perspective on being a fashion designer. We have someone coming from the other side, and she's giving us insight into what it is to be a fashion student and how it is to pursue fashion. Her name is Emily Calhoun. Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Just give the audience a little bit about what made you realize that you were wanting to pursue a career in fashion. So um, I would say from a young age, I think I wasn't really sure on fashion, but I was more so definitely focused on art. Um, I remember a specific situation when I was about eight years old, I had these Tweety Bird pajamas, like Looney Tunes. And um, my mom found me in my room one day um, drawing like the shirt. And she was like, wow, that's actually pretty good. And I was shocked at myself because I, I never thought that I could draw or anything. But I've always had a knack for, for drawing and I've loved drawing ever since I was little. And I think that kind of clicked with fashion towards high school um, where I took a fashion course my high school offered. And um, the teacher I had in that class had a lot of connections with FIT and was really, really helpful in getting students into the school that among others like Parsons and Pratt. Um, and she really pushed me to, to say like, you know, you could really have a career in this, like your illustrations are beautiful. So I think a lot of it was rooted in art and then I applied and got in. That's amazing. That, I mean, it's so good. I mean, cause you know, FIT is one of the foremost, you know, best fashion schools in the world. Um, so yeah. that's, that's a definite accomplishment on your end. Where do you draw your inspiration from Emily? Like where does, and, and everybody, Emily has her own fashion line. Um, it's called by M. Where do you draw that inspiration from? Like, where do you lean towards? So, I mean, I look to a lot of brands and believe it or not, nowadays influencers are really um, pivotal in, in all of the fashion world. I know a lot of people will look down on that or the social media aspect of fashion, but I really think that that's where a lot of these trends are rooted in. And on top of that, I mean, FIT has a lot, I mean, if not all of their professors have 10 years experience in the industry. So there are people that are actually working hand in hand with designers and you see their work and their drawings. And it's a lot to be inspired by within the school itself, really. The people you're being taught by are the people that you can look up to. Um, so we have a lot of great mentors in our system. And I think uh, a lot of brands that I love, um, like Jacquemus, I love, Laquan Smith, I love Dion Lee, all like great designers, in my opinion, that I, I draw a lot of inspiration for my brand in particular from. I love that. No, it's true. I, I definitely love, I love Laquan Smith, totally. Um, and, and what, em, Emily, what is the type of woman that wears your clothes? Like, who do you foresee the type of woman that dress, that wears by M? Uh, definitely anybody from the age group of like, 20 to 40s uh, I like to keep things uh, a lot more youthful in my designs while incorporating a lot of um, minimalistic aspects I think that's something that's really eye-catching especially right now um, so yeah just just simple silhouettes that can look beautiful on any girl um, yeah I think a lot of my brand is is just less is more and bringing in a lot of earthy tones that are really in style right now like um 
different types of nudes and olive greens um, is really where I see my brand fitting into that kind of target audience. I definitely love that. And I, and I love, uh, you know, looking at some of your pieces, I like, I like also too, that I feel that, it, I mean, they're artistic, you know, you mentioned the fact that you also draw and you're an illustrator, um, but you can also see the art within your work. You know, like you can see some of the the, the patterns and, you know, how you use mixed materials between like, I, I think you have like, um, it's like, a, is it a cotton base or a lycra base? And then it's mixed with something else like a patent? Yes. Yeah, so I have, that was a bodysuit project where I used a rib knit alongside a um, stretch leather bralette that kind of went on top of it. Um, and I really, I really loved that combination of something soft with something more industrial and um, hard looking. I love that. It was such a great idea to do so. Like, I, you know, looking at it, I was like, you know, who would have thought to put it because you have it strategically placed like on the, like the hip section. And I'm like, that's really interesting, especially how you also went in with the line of the designs. And we'll have those photos up so you guys can see what we're talking about. But Emily, I think that's a great, it's a, such a great look. Thank you. Yeah. And, and do you think, Emily, like people, if they do shop by M and, you know, as you continue to develop the brand, do you see them being only together pieces or also sold as separates? Like you can mix it with like jeans or uh, a top or just wear the pants with something else. Or do you feel that your designs have to be put together? I mean, either or. I think a lot of, again, that color story of nudes is really uh, easy to pair up with different things. Um, but I really also do like the look of a set. I think that's very trendy right now is a lot of monochromatic outfits and looks that I've been seeing, um, which I'm a huge fan of. I love the all one color. I think it's very chic and put together. But definitely, I think I think it would be more sellable too to incorporate pieces that are sold separately. Um, so yeah, I mean, either or I think is a great direction. I think right now for sure sets is more in and popular for a lot of people my age. So I, I love that look as well. Yeah, I, I definitely know like sometimes people want to be artistic looking in one area and then kind of like tone it down or somewhere else, you know, so it's like it, it's definitely interesting. I'm glad that you may provide these pieces as, as sets as well. Where do you think that you might be using because I mean, you know, it looks like your brand has multifunctional because I, I know a lot of brands are saying that by there being no seasons like for no fashion seasons right now a lot of designers are like designing for like the whole year because so many people are home and you know as we're trying to come out of quarantine like do you see yourself doing like a full line like all year round that you can mix and match or do you do you see yourself doing like spring and fall um, I definitely still believe in seasonal work I think it's more interesting to look at as well um, a lot of those designers where it is full year round, I get, I get the basis behind it and that, yes, we are um, in a certain time where season really doesn't matter because we are not really going out as much, unfortunately. But I think a lot, I can draw a lot more inspiration from um, collections that are based in a season. Like I, I feel as though for a spring summer versus a fall winter there's so much diversity between the two and I think there's a lot more to draw from um using that kind of method so I yeah I would definitely prefer more of a seasonal uh collection rather than an overall year look I agree with you Emily like I can't I can't say enough at how uh especially when you live in um 
the you know the northeast where you bring out the coats and the jackets and you know like it definitely gives you more of a dimension to your wardrobe than just wearing spring or something all year round which I know that works for some people but I definitely uh, I understand exactly what you mean by that yeah and I also I mean a lot of right now what we're seeing is a lot of loungewear which I feel like you can only see so much of loungewear until it gets a little bit boring in your closet (laughs) so um I think that again the seasonal being able to layer or not layer at all is really what drives designers to make these collections and I I think it's been a tough year for fashion not being able to have that or not being able to sell things more readily than people are with loungewear and comfortable clothing right now so um, a lot of that inspiration has been held back so I really can't wait to see what happens coming out of this I feel like a lot of new ideas and avant-garde things will come about because we've been trapped in this kind of loungewear comfortable look for so long um so yeah yeah I definitely agree with you on that you're absolutely correct Uh, I definitely think there's so much creativity that was probably um born you know within the quarantine and exactly when we come out of it it'll be like this spur and maybe this like fashion movement you know I definitely agree with you it may may, you know spark some change within fashion I definitely like that um what is some of the like how do you plan like your designs you know, what, like, how do you sit down and say, okay, this is the type of t- materials I'm going to use. These are the, I mean, you did talk about using the monochromatic colors. How do you plan your approach to making your clothes? Um, I would say a lot, a lot of my inspiration is rooted, I think, for a lot of fashion students in Pinterest and Pinterest boards and just finding photos. I think I can speak for all art students in saying that we are, 110% visual learners. Um, everything needs to be right in front of me for me to gain inspiration. So I think a lot of seeing what other people are wearing, again, the season like we just talked about. And then we also study a lot of Pantone colorways and seeing what's in right now, um, what could be a cool wild card color to incorporate in a collection um, is really key factors. So a lot of my inspiration comes from just compiling photos or even old photos. Um, this fall, I went with a friend to Salem, Massachusetts, Mm. and we were in a thrift store and there was a ton, it was a basket full of old Polaroid photos, which you could just see the detail in the way that old clothing was made dating back to all the way like the thirties. So a Mm. lot of inspiration is, is not current. It can be from any time period. So I think, I think just pictures in general, um, really, really helps with compiling your ideas and what, what kind of fabrication you want to include. Oh, I definitely agree with that. It's so funny because I read an article by Vice um, ID and they were saying that, you know, students who pursue fashion, you know, talk about how social media has helped them, you know, be better at editing any of their visual uh, communication and fine tuning like their library when it comes to, you know, photos. And then they can deliver more of a complete statement when they release their um, collection. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think I think social media is so pivotal in the way that we we do our work because a good portion of our learning is through learning um, applications like 
uh, Photoshop and Illustrator, and that's where you can really compile your ideas in the way that you want. So seeing the way that others do that on social media, especially, I mean, people love to knock influencers, but these are honestly the people that are creating the trends right now. And I mean, even down to uh, everyone loves to quote the Kardashians, love them or hate them. That's where our fashion is rooted. And that's where a lot of girls are looking to uh, for inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of those influencers are really, really crucial in the way that we compile our work because it, at the end of the day, our professors tell us this all the time. It matters what sells. Sometimes it's not even the ideas that you have. It just needs to be sellable clothing. So yeah, I definitely think social media it runs that runs all of the things that will sell in the market. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. It's such a, it's such a force um, when it comes to even marketing yourself. It's such a force uh, with that, with social media um, for any, I guess, most visual representations of careers that you can use it for. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and we said, you know, you said that you are currently studying in FIT, we spoke about, and you're um, studying as an undergrad. Um, Emily, how has fashion school helped you hone in your craft? Like since leaving high school and getting into college, um, as you said, you you know, you draw, you, you do illustrations and you also, you know, create your own clothes. How has FIT helped you hone in those skills? Well, I think a lot of, um, my inspiration and being in school, I think just being in the city itself, that alone is a huge, huge eye opener. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from Long Island, I think as far as fashion goes, I think we're very sheltered. Um, And going into the city and seeing these extravagant looks that even students were coming in with. I mean, a lot of the student body at FIT is, is international. We have a lot, a lot of students coming from many different countries. Um, especially those being Asian countries and and the way that they um, have their fashion trends versus American fashion trends. And it's it's crazy how much of a difference there is in, I guess, Long Island's aesthetic versus versus New York City's aesthetic. It's very it's like kind of culture shock Um, coming into school that year, coming from high school. It was like, wow, like people can pull that off. (laughs) <laughs> and coming in and, and speaking to these professors who um, just like the, the, the news or any article on FIT says, they are cutthroat. It's very, um, they really do guide you in the right direction. It's a bit of tough love getting to that point. Um, but I think a lot of those, that experience that they have, I believe, I believe to be a professor at FIC, you need to have 10 plus years experience. Like that's a criteria for you to, to teach there. So these people, they, they know what they're doing and they don't joke around about it. Um, so as far as honing in craft, it's, it's tough. It's very brutal work. It's, it's hard work. You don't go out a lot. It's not anything near a party school, um, but you'll definitely get to where you want to be. And I think my mindset since leaving high school has been drastically different just because of the school and the location alone. Yeah, that is so true what you said about like New York City versus Long Island. Like, you know, Long Island tends to have, for people who are not familiar, it tends to have like a uniform. Um, Mm -hmm. People tend to dress very much alike, um, especially depending on what um, shore you go to. 
Um, and then the city is just, it's a different vibe, you know, it's a different yeah. uh, pulse. And I think um, fashion, you know, not only is inspired there because it feeds off the energy that New York City gives. So I definitely agree with you on that. And I think, you know, it, it is a culture shock. That's a great term for it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. ready you know you you'll 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 definitely be in shock like what is happening you know it it definitely does that it definitely does that to you I think also I also work as a a bridal consultant so a lot of even not even just normal day-to-day clothing like normal sportswear but even in specific areas like bridal I've worked at Kleinfeld Bridal in the city and then now more recently since we're not dorming in the city I've been working at um, another bridal salon called Bridal Reflections here on Long Island and the simple requests that these girls give between what a bride wants in the city versus what a bride wants on Long Island is vastly different and that in itself kind of proves where the trends are at um, in either location. For example, like um, when I would work at Kleinfeld, a city bride wants something very sleek and simple and but still like show-stopping and like a wow factor. Mm-hmm. Whereas Long Island brides, you won't even find a look like that in the stores because everything is more, uh, I guess you could say bohemian and floral lace mm-hmm. and 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 blush tones and and different colors so and a lot softer I would say overall Long Island's aesthetic is a lot 10 times softer than that of the that of New York City's aesthetic where everything is crisp clean and chic so that in itself just proves how different it really is (laughs) I love, you know, I never thought of that. That is so interesting. That is so interesting to hear that how different and drastically different the, you know, the bride's um, dresses are or like their, um, uh, what, like what they like when it comes to gowns. I mean, what about like the big princess dresses? Is that like a, a Long Island look or? Um, honestly, it, that varies. I think more so the the shape is what really varies I mean any girl that you get can say something different I just think the overall look is relatively the same thing throughout the whole store is pretty much um blush tones with the floral lace and a little bit of sparkle but not too much this is exactly what girls will come in asking me for and sometimes it makes me laugh and makes me think back to the days when I was in the city and and their requests are so, so drastically different. Um, But I mean, as far as silhouette goes, it really depends on the girl. I just think the overall look and aesthetic, it's, it's crazy. It's so different. But as far as ball gowns go, I would definitely say it's a lot less popular today. Mm -hmm. The most popular shape is definitely like a fitted um, fit to flare silhouette or a sheath dress, something that I think that's universal for anywhere. Uh, Ball gowns are a little bit less on trend right now. Yeah, because you never um, know. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I think definitely the design factor is crazy, crazy different. And, I, and that's kind of when I knew um, how, how different it is living in those two different areas fashion-wise. That is so interesting. You really blew my mind with that. It's so interesting. I never thought of it it's so differently. <laughs> I, I love that, Emily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What have you learned in fashion right now? Like, you know, being enrolled in school that surprised you? Like, what was some of the things that you think that, you know, like, wow, I mean, other than the difference in 
um, the bridal dresses? Like, is there anything that surprised you? Like, you know, I didn't know that this was something that I had to learn or this is, this intrigues me. I didn't think of this. Is there anything that you feel? I think, um, a lot of it is the, the way that I think a lot of the fashion world is kind of, it caters to a certain woman, um, especially in the city, learning in the city. Um, there are relatively close to no classes um, at FIT that cater to a plus size woman. Mm -hmm. um, all of their mannequins are about a size six or a size eight. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never even seen a bigger sized mannequin in that school. So um, it's definitely the fashion world is again, like I was saying before, pretty cutthroat. As far as silhouette goes, it's it's kind of one size fits all, especially in the way that they teach it. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of surprised me is how it's not a lot of diversity shape-wise. Um, as far as body positivity, I know right now a lot of brands are catering towards that, which is wonderful. It's great. But I think that has to start in the schools. And I think that girls, um, I mean, students need to learn that aspect as well because we don't we don't get taught in that um in different body compositions um so that kind of surprised me and even down to learning drawing too i'm not even sure now how to draw a plus size model um so i think that's something that they should really start implementing and definitely something that surprised me uh going into school that is a very interesting call out, Emily. Like, I mean, that, yeah. you know, and, and it would behoove them to do so because there's so many brands that are now trying to embrace it. Um, yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah, that is amazing that they don't use any plus size uh, models at all. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And no mannequins I of mean, any sort. Yeah. And I mean, they nowadays, because we're at home, um, they sent out a mass email uh, when we decided to to stop going on campus, and they basically said, you know, you need to get a mannequin, but you can so you can decide what size you'd like to work in. Mm. So they linked us several mannequins to go ahead and buy from Etsy and stuff. But again, they were all standard size eight mannequins. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to learn from a teacher that's using the same one, you know. Um, Again, it's sad to say, but there's a lot of lack of knowledge of how to draw and sew something for a plus size woman. And I mean, it is absolutely wonderful that these brands are embracing it, but it, it's got to start in the school. It's got to start with the students because I, I don't have the first idea and it makes me sad. So. Yeah, totally. It's so interesting because I know um, Christian Sariano, um, you know, stepped into that high end um, plus size woman clothing after I think Leslie Jones was complaining about not being able to secure a dress for a red carpet. Um, and I know that that's something that um, that he stepped into. And it's very you make a very good point about that. Like, you know, in order it has to start in the schools, because if you're not trained to make mm -hmm. those dresses, then how will you be able to actually sell or create them? It wouldn't be anything readily available. Then you have to train all over again. So that's a, that's a very yeah. good a point, Emily. Like, what would you like to see be implemented? Do you think the students should request it? Or do you think that FIT themselves should be like, you know, or not just them, Parsons, Pratt, or whomever, um, a fashion school should be try teaching as well, like a class specifically for plus size um, uh, styling? I don't really think it should be made an elective because I know that there are kids that probably won't take it. So I think it just should be standard curriculum. I mean, 
it's like asking me to to draw a plus size woman or sew something for a plus size woman is asking me to do menswear and that's like a whole separate um major Mm -hmm. so I think that it should be standard if there's a way that they can kind of split up the curriculum to teach uh, a size eight and then possibly a size 16. I think it would be really beneficial to kids going forward because, you know, once you, once you apply to jobs, it's not, you're not just sizing for, for a smaller girl, you're sizing for anybody that comes in, you know? So um, I think it would benefit them to kind of implement, implement that throughout the entire curriculum and not, not make it a choice because if you want to learn, you're going to learn by how the professor is doing it. And again, they're teaching on a standard size eight normally. So if they see the professor teaching on a larger size, maybe they will too. And I think it's good experience to have going forward and and trying to get a job because we're not just catering to one body type. That is so eloquently put, Emily. I I mean, I love that call out. Like that was such a great call out. Honestly, you don't think of that. You know, I mean, I took a couple of um, classes, uh, certificate courses within a couple of the fashion schools. And that's never in any of the, the, and when I did image consulting at FIT or when I did uh, fashion business at Parsons, that's not any of the classes that is presented. So you're absolutely right. And I, I definitely think that's a really good call. I mean, hopefully things will change. You know, maybe we yeah. all should be pushing for that. I, I love that idea, Emily. Really great with that one. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So what I wanted to ask you too, like what, you know, we talked about living in a pandemic right now. And, you know, as we are moving forward, like how has your plans changed for your brand, the buy end brand? Like how, how do you think like you have moved different in, in creating, or do you think you have, or you have been consistent? Um, I think that, I mean, as far as I think a lot of brands right now are kind of focusing in on, or they did earlier last year, um, selling masks and just being really proactive about their customers, being being as helpful and proactive as they can in trying to end this so I think that uh me amongst a a bunch of other brands or anybody that can sew at home um is just making masks I know I did it with a few uh scrap uh fabrics from past projects and it's it's helpful too you're recycling Mm -hmm. so I think that as far as COVID, I mean, again, going back to the whole loungewear thing, um, I, I know other brands have kind of honed in on that to, again, whatever sells. Um, me personally, though, I, I would much rather stick to my aesthetic and not really alter it for COVID, as, but I would go the extent of, you know, making those masks and, and being proactive for the people that buy them because it helps you recycle your fabric and it helps the people with, with going outside and preventing COVID. So, uh, but as far as my overall design aesthetic, I'm trying to keep that consistent um, just for sake of my portfolio and what I present to, to um, uh, jobs in the future. I like that. And I mean, you said, you, you said that you worked within bridal stores. Is that your course of study at FIT? Yes. So right now, the way that FIT kind of works is your first two years um, is all construction base and just learning how to make a garment um and then your last two which is where i'm in right now uh, i'm a junior um they kind of you have to pick a specialization so that can be either knitwear children's wear sportswear intimate apparel or um evening wear and bridal 
So I chose the evening wear and bridal section. So right now I'm currently enrolled um, at in bridal design. I'm learning all about how to make a wedding dress this semester. Uh, as I said before, um, we our term garment is to make an entire wedding dress from scratch. So that's what I've been working on currently. Wow. And how has that, how is that working for you? Like, is it hard or, you know, are, are you going about it in a way that, um, construction wise, is it, is it easy when you, when you deal with like the draping and the sewing, you know, how is all of that working for you? Um, I think working at in bridal in general has helped me a ton as far as construction, because, if I'm having trouble sewing something, I'll go to work, look at the inside of a dress and kind of figure out how I can solve my problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, school in general right now is tough. I think that it would benefit a lot of us more to be in school, even if I did have a mask on, um, just to kind of get that visual learning. I mean, a ton of professors have been super helpful by making YouTube channels and really trying their best to, to make it seem like an in-person lesson. Um, whereas others, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting um, PowerPoint presentations of just photos, which isn't quite helpful. So some of it has been kind of winging it and, and focusing on dresses that are in store and trying to, to take take inspiration from how those designers have constructed their gowns and other professors have been really helpful with um, showing us in-depth videos of them sewing it from scratch. So, uh, I mean, I get it. It's hard on both ends. I mean, I'm sure none of these professors were prepared to do this either, um, but it's, it's definitely been an experience learning online and um, especially going into this category of bridal where um, a lot of the sewing is very intense you know this is this is a dress that people are going to look at for the rest of their lives in photos so it has to be perfect um but yeah i think working in bridal has been an extreme advantage of mine as far as learning how a dress is con uh, constructed and even talking to alteration teams at my job about how they go about fixing these problems has definitely helped me um where school can't that's amazing. I, I like that you have like a very proactive approach, you know, even if there's something that you didn't understand, like you said, you went to work and you flipped to him, you know, to try to figure it out. I, I love that you have that proactive approach, like even just really quick, Emily, like even at like trying to add in like the um, undergarments, because I know a lot of times they like sew like uh, like a bustier on the top, like with inside of a sweetheart top of a, a dress. Is that hard as well? Oh, yeah, I think definitely. The dress that I'm currently making is actually, it has that. It's um, a boned uh, bustier top with a fit to flare skirt on the bottom. So, I mean, that bustier has been taking up all of my time pretty much because <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of layers and it's a lot of fittings to the actual person because, I mean, you have to really pay attention to measurements with that because it's supposed to kind of, you know, snatch your waist in and make you look like like um like a mid-century woman you know right. so um there's a lot a lot of layers and construction to it uh, my professor was actually talking to us about this last week and it's it's a, i think it's six layers to make the top of that dress oh, wow. so really when you're constructing this it's the main event you really need to pay attention to all your seaming and making sure that your measurements are key and on point so yeah that's definitely 
a challenge is that bustier top. <laughs> I love it. I love because I figured I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there is no way. Whenever I see things like that where it has like a built-in undergarment, I'm like, how in the world, you know, with the binding and the the stitching, like how in the world do you do this? That is so yeah, amazing. It's a <laughs> and he was actually he um gave us a lecture on that the other day and it's it's actually two parts when you construct that it's an outer bodice and an inner bodice and the inner bodice is really what holds it together so a lot of layers um a lot of you know flipping things inside out and then right side out again (laughs) um a little problematic because sometimes I'm sewing stuff together that shouldn't be but um definitely a project is the top of that dress but so far it's coming out okay Oh, that sounds amazing, Emily. I, I, I would I would definitely love to see the finished product if you wouldn't mind sharing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'd no, love to see that. <laughs> oh, I want to yeah. ask you, Emily, like who are your top five, you know, designers of all time? If you can narrow down five that maybe who um, inspire you in any kind of way. I would say, um, I mean, current and um, past, I would say, I love Jacquemus. I love, um, I think I was saying this before, Laquan Smith, Dion Lee. I love YSL, especially his older things. We had to do, I did an entire project on him, um, I think my sophomore year. Um, and um, Pierre Cardin, I think, was is really, really cool as far as he uh, made a lot of cool stuff in the 60s. Um, with different cutouts and shapes. I took a lot of inspiration from him two semesters ago when we had to create a sportswear collection. And I kind of tied in his 60s space age designs um, with with the sport polo. So we had to incorporate a sport and a designer or a time period that was um, inspirational to us. So those two, I mean, those five designers have shaped a lot of what I do. Um, and give me a lot of inspiration still to this day. I could definitely say Pierre because I mean I did I went to see uh, the Pierre Cardin exhibit at a Brooklyn museum and it was like this few you know it was about futuristic designs that he made and I definitely could mm-hmm. see how like shapes and patterns are are within your um, your brand as well. So I could I could see that connection. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I totally love that. Emily, where do you see by M Designs going in the future? Like when you graduate, um, are you looking to be? Um, trying to be a full-time designer? Are you looking to work with another brand? Will you be going to grad school? Like, where do you see yourself and the brand going? Um, right now, I definitely, I, I would love to pursue bridal. Um, I Honestly, I really liked it as time goes on. I was kind of unsure of which specialization I was going to choose um, originally. I did want to go into intimate apparel just because I love, I love the, um, very, very finite details of it. Um, But I ended up going with bridal just because I felt like I had the most knowledge in it working in it for two years. And, and I definitely do want to pursue it. I think that there are a lot of bridal brands that I love and that I was blessed to be able to meet a lot of those designers working at Kleinfeld. Um, So I can definitely see myself working under a brand and kind of going into their aesthetic. Um, I would definitely say as far as learning, I'm very, very malleable. And I would love to kind of hone in on somebody else's aesthetic before I do my own because I think I, I have a lot of ideas and I somehow I think that compiling them would be difficult and I think that I would work best 
working under somebody else's aesthetic and and doing bridal because honestly I I see myself doing this probably for the rest of my life that's am- I love that I love I love that you know like what direction because a lot of times when people graduate and you know as we call this episode pers- pursuing fashion but anytime someone graduates or tries to pursue a degree sometimes you graduate and you're unsure you know of where exactly yeah. you want to land so it's so interesting and it's so refreshing to to hear you Emily to kind of know like the direction that you're trying to go in and that I'm, I'm sure will help you kind of find your niche early um than most people who who graduate Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I have a ton of my friends, family, people ask me, you know, do you see yourself having your own brand? And right now, I think as far as where um, marketing is going, especially in bridal marketing, I think it's hard for a lot of us to make it. I think right now, um, any fashion market is, I mean, coming back, I I think last year was a bit of a, a pitfall for a lot of them, especially knowing how the industry works for bridal, um, again, there, there weren't any weddings. So it was kind of tough for people to, to get those dresses because of COVID delivery and factories being shut down overseas, especially because a lot of them are rooted in uh, Italy, Spain, China, um, Israel. So those areas were hit pretty hard last year and it affected the industry as a whole. So I think that me going and trying to pursue this on my own, especially being that I will be graduating next year, isn't the smartest decision for me just because I, I don't see it succeeding. And I think that it's easier to draw inspiration from somebody else's aesthetic and kind of following their lead than trying to come up with your own and Mm -hmm. and possibly making a collection that isn't sellable I think it's a safer choice for me and I think I'll find more inspiration in kind of following another designer's lead and and following their design method and and learning from that I mean who knows in the future I could possibly open my own um, label but for right now and in the times that we're living in I just don't see it being the smartest decision for anyone trying to pursue fashion because it's it's hard. The market is hard right now. And until we come out of COVID, I, I don't really see it getting better. Um, so I, I've seen this a lot with, with especially my own job is, um, you know, people are look, not looking to spend as much because they're going to scale down on their wedding, do a backyard wedding, rent to Airbnb. You know, there aren't many venues that are open to housing over 100 people right now, especially in New York. Um, so the overall sales right now are kind of tough. Uh, so, yeah, in that sense, I think that coming out of graduation being if, if the world is still where it's at, I think it would be smartest for me to kind of um, hold off on pursuing my own brand, learning from somebody else, learning how to draw inspiration from looks that they already have and, and moving on from there. I love that. I mean, I like, you are so on point, you know, for someone pursuing fashion, I, Emily, you have such a plan, you know, it's so, like I said, it's so refreshing to hear someone, you know, grad, you know, go pursuing their undergrad, their bachelor's degree, and just knowing exactly, you know, where you would like to go. And I mean, of course, life throws you curveballs, like, you know, the quarantine and COVID was a a huge curveball for everyone. Um, But kind of knowing that it's good to hear that you're trying to navigate that, you know what I mean? And try to get around it. And I think that's, that's a big part of it, you know, 
was speaking to a lot of, of the people who I speak to on the podcast, they always talk about their support system. And, and for you, mm-hmm. Emily, like, who is that for you? Like, is it your parents? Do you feel that in times that you feel like I'm stressed or while you're working on that last project for the, the bridal gown, like, how do you gauge on dealing with self-care and, you know, how do I get through this and, and pushing through? Um, I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, my family is great. I mean, they've been so helpful as far as um, navigating, going to school, even with me and my my younger siblings, um, navigating through COVID and dealing with not only college, but high school as well. My younger brother is dealing with the same thing. Um, so my parents actually set up in our basement um, huge tables for us to just be doing our work on. And that's kind of our space during the week where we... Um, we work on our things. Um, as well as this, I have one of my closest friends has been with me doing in fashion design, same major as me, uh, since we started. Me and her actually went to high school together and we weren't friendly at the time. And we found out we got in together and we ended up rooming together and we've been best friends ever since. So I think it's really helpful that I have her to kind of fall back on when I'm, I'm not feeling confident in my work or I'm, I need a question to ask. She's actually pursuing knitwear. So we're kind of in opposite directions right now, but it's good to kind of have somebody to lean on and be, be like, am I crazy for doing this or am I doing this right? <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, a lot of my friends and, and family for sure, my boyfriend, everybody's been super helpful and supportive throughout the journey of, you know, navigating through school you know, it's, it's very important. I always bring that up with most of the people I interview because it's important because a lot of times people feel that it's just you or, you know, why am I only one going through this? So it's important for me to always ask that because I, I, I want people to know that it's not foreign to feel stressed mm-hmm. out or to feel anxiety or feel like I want to quit. But it's important mm-hmm. to note that, you know, what are the things that other people do to push through? So mm-hmm. I'm, it's good to have a good support system at home. And I'm glad you do, Emily. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now, what I want to ask you too is, will, will you, you said that you want to work for someone else and um, kind of build, you know, your own, you know, uh, um, skills and knowledge up as you work for another brand. Would you also be pursuing an MFA? Would you try to go after your master's and whether that would be with um, drawing, illustration or continue with fashion? Is that something you would look further into down the line as you grow your, um, your career? Um, personally, I don't think so I don't think I would go and take that extra step um not because I don't think it's a good idea but I think that right now a lot of where people are are being hired is based on their creativity and again going back to that whole social media aspect a lot of designers are being picked up solely through that so I don't really think that fashion is something that depends on education I mean of course you need to know how to construct something and how to draw and how to make tech packs. But um, I think a lot of it and majority of it is based on your creativity and your look and your individualism. I don't think that's something that school can teach you. So I just, I think that it would be best for me to get my degree that's required and, and move on. Um, So I think that as far as much as, claps to those that go and get their masters, I'm not knocking it at all, but I, I see a lot of people being picked up just based on social media and their creativity and their look. And I don't see why I can't do that either. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, within that same Vice article that I had uh, spoke about earlier, they talked about it's not necessary. Um, Mm -hmm. 
to, you know, go all the way through and even to get a degree at, at all, but it's really dependent upon, you know, who's actually pursuing it and what you feel that you need to work on, um, whether that's being a designer or a stylist or an illustrator or becoming a trend forecaster. So it, it all depends on like where you want to navigate your life. So I, I asked that just because I know, like you said, and which, which is key, creators right now are like exploding because of social media, yeah. everyone's at home and just anybody who's anybody who's creative at any sort of thing and that you're able to share that and that talent via social media, they're all thriving. I think that's so Absolutely. amazing. Yeah, it really is. And I think coming out of this too is really gonna, just gonna be like a renaissance of all these creatives coming out with different things. And I, I can't wait for that because I really do feel like we need to put a little bit of art back in our lives. <laughs> a little too serious for too long um so yeah I, I i again anybody that goes for something higher than that degree good for you that's amazing um but yeah i would definitely see a lot of people just being picked up through social media and their own creativity in itself and and that is just as wonderful Absolutely. I agree with you. So Emily, how can people view your work? And I know like you are still a fashion student, but if they wanted to purchase something by, by M, how could they contact you? What give them some of your, your websites or your social media handles? Sure. Um, so my Instagram is by designs. Um, if there's anything at all that one needs to be purchased or um, interested, you can totally DM me. I know right now I don't have anything listed on my website because right now my website is kind of solely for portfolio purposes. But if you want to check that out as well, it's my first and last name, E-M-I-L-Y-C-O-L-Q-U-H-O-U-N.myportfolio.com. You can see all of my work on there as well as snippets about myself. And um, yeah. Totally check me out on there and any questions, always feel free to DM me. I love it, Emily. Thank you so much for being part of Fashion Decipher. And it was so good to talk to you. I mean, just like I said, it's such a breath of fresh air speaking to someone of your age that is so in tuned with where you want to go. And, and, and I definitely appreciate that. Yes, you too. It was so great to be on it. I'm so grateful for this conversation and be able to talk to you again. I miss you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Hi guys, it's Sean. Make sure you visit our website, fashiondecipher.com, to get a visual on what we're talking to you about. Check out pics from events, of guest speakers, and exhibits. If you miss anything we post, you can visit our archives page. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Leave your email, and if you like, a comment. Tell us what you think or what you would want to hear on an upcoming episode. Don't forget to follow and friend Fashion Decipher on social media. Check out what we're up to. Speak with you next week. 